welcoming everybody on a Monday, back in the studio today, live from the Oakland Center here at Oak University, Trash Talk with Tony Browski is underway with yours truly. It's great to have you here on the show this week. Whether you listen live on 88.3 FM, WXOU, WXOU.org slash listen, the Radio FX app, or wherever you stream your favorite podcast. Welcome into the show this week. In the studio today, hello Eli Bashi, how are you? Hello sir, it's good to be on my first summer show ever. He told me that when we walked in, and I had to think about it. This is actually his first summer show. How does it feel to be on a summer show? It's great. We got robbed last year, and we're here now, and we got a good one today. You're here now. That's all that matters. And you're done with the winter semester, too, even though you're taking summer classes. That I wasn't aware of. I'm just taking one summer class. Should be a breeze. But you're done, kind of. Yeah. How does it feel? feels great. Loves. Weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Oh, we love to see it. He's rocking his Barry Sanders shirt today. Is that Shout the one Barry you got Sanders. from Meyer? Yeah, it is. Yeah. How much? Twenty bucks. Nice. Twelve bucks, something like that. Twenty bucks for number twenty. Nice. In the Google Meet call, the rest of the guys are all here: Mike Billica, Jay Horn, Grant Richards. Let's start with Mike because Mike is in a really, really good mood today. We all know why. Obviously, I'm talking about the fact that he's done with school tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Mike, how does it feel to be almost done, man? Uh, there's no better feeling than it. It's it's great. It makes me happy. Hey, you're almost there. Just keep on pushing. One more day and then you're done. Are you taking summer classes along with Eli? I am. Just an English class, though, so not as bad as Eli. Oh, but it's it's English, so that's yeah. that's no big deal. Yeah. No big deal at all. But other than the fact that you're done with school tomorrow... Obviously, I know that you're feeling pretty good today. Uh, Jay's camera's off. I don't know if he's there or not, but <laughs> Jay, how are you doing today, if you're even there? I'm great, man. Uh, I can't feel my arm, but I'm great. Oh, yeah, Jay. I mean, do you want to tell the audience why you can't feel your arm, or is that... Guys, I got a tattoo. Another yeah. one, yeah. Yeah. And uh, oh. arm hurts, but I'm doing great. He's I'm just... To... Uh, He's going to reveal it on graduation day. Which, speaking of graduation, oh. guess Uh-oh. who? Guess who did it? Round of Uh-oh. applause for Jay Hoare. He did it! Yay! <laughs> there was a little scariness at the end there. <laughs> oh, oh, it was terrifying when I did it. <laughs> Jay did it. <laughs> Jay did it. Congratulations, Jay. May fifteenth, Team Three D at graduation at OU. Oh, it's going to be a blast. <laughs> yeah, Mike. Yeah. Last but not least, Grant Richards. How are you today, Grant? How are you feeling about the Raiders? But don't go too much into them because we'll spend some time talking about them later. And also, as per the usual, how did your sports betting go this past week? Uh, thanks for your questions. Hopefully in order. Uh, feeling great. Got to golf twice this weekend. Woo! So can't, can't complain there. Um, Feeling good about the Raiders draft. Not going to get any more into it now. And uh, sports betting, we hit a nice NHL parlay this weekend. And we had a nice little Steph Curry over under .5 three-point shots on Tuesday. That was the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life. We finished very up this week. we We did not bet last night because there was nothing up. So we're feeling good. Very, very good this Monday. Knock on wood if you're with me. A winning week for Grant sports betting-wise. I won two if anyone cares. Four straight winning weeks for me. I also hit a couple nice NHL parlays over the week. Um, 
I didn't have an easy Steph Curry over point five threes like Grant did, but, <laughs> but nonetheless, it was a winning week for the both of us, and we cannot complain. All right, boys, good to have everyone back on the show this week. Everyone knows what we're talking about today. Let's recap the NFL draft, boys, shall we? Lions, Raiders, Mac. Oh, <laughs> today is going to be a very fun show. Mike's excited. He's been talking about this all weekend. Eli's excited. We're all excited. So let's get right into it. To start, we're obviously going to start with the Lions, and then we'll move into the Raiders and Mac getting drafted <laughs> to New England. That's going to be Mike's segment, talking about Mac. But... Let's start with the Lions, obviously. What I want to do for the Lions to start today's show... Eli, look at all my notes for the Lions. Look at this. Jesus. <laughs> I have a lot of things I want to say about what the Lions did. So, I'm going to take the first 5-10 to 10 minutes of the show here. Just go over everything I want to say about what the Lions did. Without any interruptions in the chat, that would be much appreciated. And after I get done... We can open up the floor to either Eli or anyone else in the call who wants to talk about what the Lions did as well. What I want to do is I'm just going to go over pick by pick, just talk about why I like the pick and why I'm really excited for what the Lions did this weekend, so let's get right into it. I love what the Lions did this weekend. I absolutely love what the Lions did this weekend. Now, listen, they are still rebuilding. They are still going to be very bad this year, <laughs> but that's completely okay. Because this weekend gave me so much hope for the future and the direction of this team. Again, like I said, I'm going to go over pick by pick and tell everyone why I'm such a huge fan of that specific pick in detail. So let's start with Panay Sewell, 7th overall. Thank you, Cincinnati. <laughs> Listen, Jay, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, they're back together. I can't wait to see that. It's going to be a lot of fun to see Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase again. But after seeing Joe Burrow die last year, how Cincinnati passes on Panay Sewell is beyond me. But I'm not complaining. <laughs> God bless Cincinnati. Thank you. Because they didn't take Panay Sewell. We did... And it was an absolute home run to start the draft for me. He was number one on my big board for the Lions. And a lot of other fans were high on Panay Sewell, too. Tyler, specifically. Shout out to Tyler at the liquor store. Um, he was a big Panay Sewell guy coming into the draft. And I know that he's very excited today, still, that Panay Sewell. As he should be. Oh, yeah. He should be very excited. And I know that, for a fact, he is incredibly excited that Panay Sewell is a Lion. For good reason. This is a generational talent to the tackle position. Mario Cristobal, Panay Sewell's coach at Oregon, said that. And a lot of experts, too, throughout this draft process, call Panay Sewell a generational talent. And now he's a Lion, so that's very exciting. He's going to be here for a long, long time. And the thing I love about the Panay Sewell pick is that he's going to start at right tackle because we still have Taylor Decker at the left side. But after Taylor Decker his contract down so we move off of him we can then move Panay Sewell to the left tackle and that's the thing I love most about this pick because for the short term we have our starting right tackle but long term we have our franchise left tackle and Panay Sewell is still really young too so when we make 20. that eventual yeah second youngest player in the draft by I believe three days is what Brad Holmes said yeah 
So when we eventually move Panay Sewell to the left side, he's going to be in his prime. Such a good way to start a rebuild, in my opinion, drafting your franchise left tackle. And for the short term, again, you're starting right tackle. A fantastic, fantastic way to start the draft for me. And he's a Lions fan, too. He grew up a Lions fan. You saw in his press conference, he's super excited to be here. He said it's a family atmosphere, which I love to hear that, considering what happened the, with the last regime. <laughs> Who did he shout out? Javid Best? Panay? Yeah. Did he? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he said I grew up watching Calvin Johnson, and I think he said Javid Best. Well. Oh, oh. He name-dropped <laughs> Javid Best. Well. He's already a fan favorite if that's the case. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> but, yeah, Panay in the first round, fantastic way to start the draft. So the Lions followed that pick up by, in the second round, in the third round, beefing up their defensive line, starting with Levi Onsurike, defensive tackle Washington. Many considered him to be a first-rounder, and he fell to us in the second, so that's pretty cool. And also, I'm pretty sure Brad Holmes mentioned this in his press conference after day two, but he tried to trade up for Onsurike yep. at the end of the first round. So obviously, Brad Holmes is a big fan of Onsurike, and again, first round talent that fell to us in the second round. You can't complain about that. 6'3", 290 pounds, and Onsurike is an absolute monster inside excellent pass rusher he could get to the quarterback and more importantly he can straight up disrupt an offense you can see that by watching some highlights of him at Washington um I think it's 2019 highlights though I think he opted out of the 2020 season because of COVID but again pass rusher he could disrupt an offense a strong physical player who to me at least screams Dan Campbell oh yeah especially with that quote that draft day quote, which we can't say on the air. Yeah, we can't say on air because the FCC won't let me be. But he, yeah. he said he likes to mess the other teams up. He likes to. He likes to screw with people. He likes to screw people. Let's say that. But <laughs> it's a word that rhymes with duck. Replace screw with. Yeah, you know where we're going here. FCC, I didn't say the word. What's up with those guys me. from Washington, man? I mean, he, he reminds me of, like, the NFL version of Isaiah Stewart. <laughs> like, <laughs> literally. Oop, Jay said oop in the chat. But, yeah, I mean, Levi Onsarike, he screams Dan Campbell to me. Someone who's going to come here. Bites your kneecaps off. Bites your kneecaps off. Get to the quarterback and just be a tough Detroit player. Yeah, I kind of like that comparison of Beef Stew, though. Those Washington, Those Washington guys, guys. Yeah, something about them. They're different up there, I guess. But Levi Onsarike, I loved that pick to help out the defensive line. And then with the Lions' next pick, this time in the third round, Aline McNeil, D-tackle NC State. It surprised me to see the Lions go back-to-back defensive tackles here. But Holmes said it was best player available, and if he thought McNeil was the best player on the board there, I am not going to complain at all, because there's a lot to like with McNeil. Listen, somebody 6'2", 317 pounds, should not be able to move the way that Aline McNeil does. <laughs> um, freaky athlete for his size and position at the tackle excellent athlete, and he uses that athleticism in his game. 
Former baseball player, by the way. Oh, very talented athlete all around. Oh, yeah. I've seen him competing in many different sports. Yeah, former baseball player, which is the most important thing to note. Um, I knew when that was mentioned during the draft, someone was going to make a Tigers joke. Oh, can you play for the Tigers? Yeah. Many, many people made that joke. Yeah, thank you so much for that Tigers joke. I really appreciated that. (laughs) But, yeah, Aline McNeil, 6'2", 317. He's big. And he should not be able to move the way that he does. Which has been a problem for Lions defensive players the past few years, is that they are just... Like slow. Stuck in no, the you can say it. Slow. They're slow. They're not athletic. They're slow. But Aline McNeil, especially, he is, like I said, a freaky athlete. They have bursts, <laughs> man. Both of those guys they drafted, they got bursts. Yeah, Levi Onsarike and Aline McNeil are not your typical defensive tackles. These are two guys who, for their size and position, are a lot more athletic than you would think for a defensive tackle. And kind of like what I said with Onsarike, I'm going to say the same thing about these first three picks for the Lions. Panay Sewell, Onsarike, and Ali McNeil, they're such Dan Campbell picks. Three big, tough, strong athletic players on the offensive and defensive lines that are probably going to bite off some kneecaps. I could see that happening. I was a huge fan of the way the Lions started the draft with those three picks. And then to close out day two, the Lions addressed the secondary. My favorite name of any Lions draft pick this year, Ifantu Melifanwu, corner Syracuse. It took me a minute to learn all these guys' names, I'm not going to lie. You know I have a tough... You're, you're nailing them, though. It took me a while to learn them. I mean, you know, sometimes I have a tough time pronouncing we don't need to people's speak names. On it. We don't need to. Sakayu Dubai. <laughs> it takes me a bit to learn these players' names, but I got them down. Levi Onsarike, Ali McNeil, and my favorite name, Ifantu Melifanwu from Syracuse. I love saying his name. I'm going to say it again Ifantu Melifanwu. This is the player who had second-round grades for many in the draft process, and he fell to us late in the third. Um, 6'2 and a half, 205 pounds. An athletic, lengthy, strong corner who quietly had nice numbers at Syracuse. In 10 games in the 2020 season, 54 tackles, 6 pass deflections, 1 pick, along with 3 tackles for loss, and 1 sack. Uh, Ifatu Malafanu should be a very nice addition to an already young cornerback room led by Jeff Okuda, well, I'm putting my shot out there right now. Jeff Okuda is going to have a big 2021 season. I'm still really high on him, and I think he'll have a big season this upcoming fall, along with Amani Aware. Like I said, I feel oh, like yeah. Malafon, we should be a good addition to our young cornerback group. With an improved defensive line, maybe we can actually get some <laughs> pressure on opposing QBs, which in turn trickles down and helps your corners, if which was not a scheme thing that they did with the previous regime. If your corners aren't covering people for up to 10 to 15 seconds, yeah, you should be okay. (laughs) You should be okay. On to day three. I was super impressed with day three for the Lions because within the first, like, hour of the day, the Lions addressed their two biggest needs coming coming into that day three for me. First of all, wide receiver Amandre St. Brown from USC. I wasn't a fan of waiting so long to address wide receiver. I honestly wasn't. And Brad Holmes made a funny joke about that after the draft. He mentioned how people were on his ass about not taking a wide receiver. So he got him on the same brown. 
but even though he kind of waited a little too long for my liking, Amon St. Brown, Eli, and everyone else is an absolute stud. His numbers only got better year by year at USC. 2,270 career yards in three seasons, along with, in 2019, 1,042 receiving yards, along with 16 total TDs in those three years as a Trojan. Like I said, his numbers only got better year by year at USC. Another projected day two pick that fell to us in day three. A good athlete with speed, toughness, and he can also run block. That might, that might be my favorite trait about Amano St. Brown. He can run block. I mean, I posted a, a video on Twitter after we took him. He absolutely, I don't know if you saw it, Eli, but he absolutely I just saw, yeah. ran someone over during a USC game this past year on Fox with Joel Klatt and I assume Gus Johnson on the call. Yeah, this dude can run block. He's gained comparisons to Golden Tate, which, if that's the case, he'll become a fan favorite here quickly. Um, again, though I wasn't a fan of William this long, Brad Holmes got his wide receiver, and it's a player that I'm a really big fan of. So you start your day by getting your wide receiver. Then you trade up to the very next pick, and you get your linebacker in Derek Barnes from Purdue. When I studied Derek Barnes, he screamed Patriot to me. And I saw someone else say the same exact thing on Twitter, so I know I'm not the only one that felt that way. And I know when I say that, that might scare some people because we said the same exact thing about Jelani Tavai. Because we're traumatized. Yeah, we're a bit traumatized because of Jelani Tavai. We said the same exact thing when we took him in the second round a couple years ago. Oh, he's such a Patriot player. But that was a reach. Trust me, Derek Barnes is not Jelani Tavai. Derek what Barnes, round did Derek Barnes get drafted in, Tony? Uh, fourth. What round did Jelani Tavai get drafted in? You can say it. He got drafted in the second round on a reach where he probably would not have gone until the fourth round. Well, <laughs> again, Derek Barnes is not Jelani Tavai. Derek Barnes is way more athletic than, with all due respect to him, than Jelani Tavai will ever be. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, Derek Barnes screams Patriot to me. Big, strong, physical linebacker who is versatile. You can play him either at inside or outside linebacker, along with defensive end. Purdue played him at the end a little bit. Um, three years started with the Boilermakers. Second team, all Big Ten in 2020. He should be a nice addition to our linebacking core. This is a young defensive player that I'm really excited about. So... Again, as I mentioned a few minutes ago, I loved starting day three by getting St. Brown and Barnes. You start the day by knocking out your two biggest needs going into that day. I absolutely love that. And then to close out the draft for the Lions, Jamar Jefferson, running back, Oregon. People will say, oh, he's a seventh-round pick, who cares? But Lance Sterling, NFL.com, had Jefferson projected in the fifth round, and we got him in the seventh. That's pretty neat. But also, Jefferson, first team All-Pac 12 in 2020, 858 rushing yards, seven touchdowns. In his 2018 season as well as a freshman, listen to these numbers. 1,380 receiving yards and 12 touchdowns as a freshman in Oregon State. The Beavers. How about that? That's not too shabby. And I love Jefferson's attitude as well. You know, being a seventh-round pick, people are going to write him off immediately. But Jefferson, after he was drafted... I don't remember the exact quote, but he mentioned something along the lines of he wants to prove people wrong after being a seventh-round pick. And I'd love to hear that personally. I hope he gets a chance to do that 
with DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams. But yeah, like I said already, ladies and gentlemen, the Lions, in my opinion, did a fantastic, fantastic job in this draft. And as I mentioned earlier, we are still rebuilding. We're still going to be very bad this year, and that's completely okay because this weekend gave me so much hope for the future. Brad Holmes, Dan Campbell, I love it. I loved the picks. I loved the reaction to the picks from Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell, especially to Panay Sewell. That war room was an electric factory after those picks were made, and it definitely seems like there's a different culture being built here. Brad Holmes is just, it's night and day between him and Bob Quinn. He's like, Bob Quinn, like, he, he doesn't want to tell you anything. He gives you just quick answers. He doesn't go in, in depth. Brad Holmes literally said, after they picked Amon Ross St. Brown, literally said, maybe everyone will get off my back about not drafting a lot. He didn't say back. Now. He said ass. Yeah, he did say that. <laughs> we can say that on air. He said yeah. ass. So, I mean, could you ever see Bob Quinn saying something like that? Bob Quinn told TJ Hawkinson, you're not the same guy I drafted. You like to have too much fun. That's just... It, it, you said it's a nine-day difference. It is a nine-day difference. This regime actually likes to have fun, and I think that means something. I think it means something that they're bringing the cornhole game back. And ping-pong. <laughs> and bing-bong, Yeah. It's a little thing, but I think that little thing actually means something. It's not some hard, strict Patriot It's not the culture. military. It's not the Patriots, the Detroit Patriots anymore. And I'll, I'll say this, too. Covering the draft this weekend was a lot of fun for me. You know, you know this especially. I hated talking Lions when Patricia and Quinn were here. Hated it. Because, you know, half the fans were defending him, half the fans hated him. And it was almost like a war on Twitter, and I hated it. I hated, hated, hated that. But this weekend, everyone seemed connected on Twitter, talking about the Lions, talking about why they like these specific picks, what can they do in the future, what is Holmes going to do next, is Campbell going to bite someone's kneecaps off, who's going to win against who in cornhole. Like, it was fun this weekend. And I think that signals a culture change. That it might take some time before we start seeing results, but... I'm a fan of it for sure. So, Brad Holmes, Dan Campbell, they get a round of applause for me. And we all get a round of applause, too, because we got through that long segment. I said everything, no interruptions. We love to see it. With that, let's start with Eli in the studio with me. Just go. You can go pick by pick. You can talk about all the picks together, whatever. What was your thoughts on what the Lions did this weekend? You know, you know me. I'm not a big... I'm not one of those people who just praises the Lions, because we all no. know. We all I'll know go as far to call you a very hard critic. Of I am. I am a very hard critic of the Lions, just because they've never shown me anything, and they wasted my quarterback's 12 years, first 12 years in the league. But <laughs> nonetheless, we're beyond that point now. It's just a clean slate, and it's almost like... I'm, like, treating this as if we're, like, an expansion team. Like, we are... That's how clean of a slate we we are having right now. Not to interrupt you, shout out to the people in the hallway. <laughs> Welcome to WXOU. Keep on going, Eli. Yeah, shout out to you people. In the, oh, they're walking away. It's fine. Uh, we scared them off. Yeah, but... <laughs> uh, I just love... I, I think it was just a perfect first draft, man. It's... They're building the foundation. They're building through the trenches. Uh, it's 
the Penne Soul falling to us. Thank you, Cincinnati, as Tony said. I wanted us to take an offensive lineman. I'm pretty sure I said that um, on the trash Last talk week. before the draft. Yeah. Pretty sure I said I hope we can get an offensive lineman or a defensive player. Um, and they did exactly that in the first three rounds. I think they they drafted perfectly. I mean, the people wanted a wide receiver in the first two rounds, which, I mean, I get it because we have no weapons. But I knew eventually we – I mean, we had to draft a wide receiver. Like, uh, And Brad Holmes did just that. He got the guy I think most people wanted in at that round. And I, I really have – it's so rare for me to have no complaints about a Lions draft. I have no complaints about the Lions draft, and I think – they're building the foundation perfectly. I like the optimism they had in their draft room. I like Sheila being there. Um, she made I, a pick. She has Sheila. Sheila's different, man. I, I kind of... I enjoy her more than her parents, that's yes, for sure. Sheila yeah. seems like she wants to be involved. She seems like she wants the team to be good. And it's, it's, it's nice to see because Martha seemed very distant. I don't know what happened with William Clay, but he... he Let's not talk about that. Yeah, obviously, <laughs> obviously they didn't have much success <clears> at <throat> this time. But Sheila Sheila seems very invested, which I like. So shout out to Sheila. Shout out to the hires they made. Brad Holmes seems like very very similar to the Pistons hiring Troy Weaver. And Troy Weaver, we all know he nailed his first draft. Yeah. Um, I think... I think we, we're we're having a good future here in Detroit. I want to ask you something about the draft. You were so invested in the draft to the point where you had Mike over to watch day one. I know you watched day two, and you watched parts of day three. Yes. You didn't watch the whole thing, because that's for nerds like me and Tyler, but you watched part of day three. You're not You're not a draft guy at all. What made you do that? Was that because of the Lions, what they were doing, or... Like, what was that about? Because that caught my attention. Uh, day one, I was really interested in day one. Day one was, was yeah, yeah. I had Mike over. It was it was just fun. Well, it's day one. I didn't, draft. I didn't watch the Pistons game. You know, I didn't watch the Pistons get smoked. Instead, I watched, I watched the draft. And I was very invested. And I was like, you know what? The Lions, they made a good pick. Let's see what they do day two. I liked what they did day two. So then I watched... Their, for their first pick on day three, and then I went outside and cut the grass and stuff. But it was it was very fun. I'm gonna definitely, cause listen, when we had Bob Quinn, we were just reaching on a lot of picks. A lot of picks were like, oh, we don't know why he made this pick, but we're gonna have to wait and see if it works out. Now with the picks Brad Holmes made, I don't have that feeling about really any of them. We pretty much know what we're getting with all the guys he drafted, and I like that. So I'm definitely going to keep watching Brad Holmes' drafts. Yeah, and also, you know, there's always something to complain about with Bob Quinn's picks, too. Um, Specifically, his last two first-round picks. Hawkinson, though he's going to be a beast, the thing was, holy crap, we took another tight end. (laughs) And then Okuda, even though, again, he's going to be a beast, I think, the complaint was, holy crap, we just took a corner third overall. <laughs> but now, as you said, it kind of seems like it's a consensus that we know these picks are going to be good, if not completely all work out. 
Let's go to the Google Me call now. I want to start with Grant because he's not our Lions guy. He's an outsider, Raiders fan, um, and he won't give us a non-biased opinion here. So, Grant, you see what the Lions did this weekend. What was your thoughts as someone who's not a Lions fan? Well, uh, first round, definitely thought that to be a bit of a miracle. I thought the Bengals were absolute locks for Panay Sewell just because of Joe Burrow getting murdered every game. Oh. So um, after the Bengals took Jamar Chase, I kind of had a moment of silence for Joe Burrow. <laughs> but um, I was super pumped to see him fall to the Lions because as we've all kind of seen with Stafford in the past regime and all that, couple regimes actually, uh, he got crushed a lot. And whether you're protecting Jared Goff or you're protecting the quarterback of the future, whoever that may be, I think you had to you had to take Sewell. And uh, the Lions, I just saw a report today that said if Sewell wasn't there, they were taking a quarterback. So they're definitely looking to build. And I really liked what Eli said, actually, about the clean slate. Like, you can kind of tell that this is a rebuilding draft, but they're setting the base so well, getting linebackers, getting – potential like not boom or bust but players with very high upside at receiver like just getting everything they needed it felt like a complete draft and to step away as a Raiders fan for the Lions I felt full for you guys like you got everything you needed you got your pyramid of players that the Lions really haven't been able to build on in a long time so I think the future is bright um, going down the road and I just, I liked how everything was addressed. There wasn't like a pick where I kind of scratched my head or kind of thought about, is this really the pick you need now? I think waiting as long as they did for the wide receiver, um, I can't pronounce his name. That's going to be up to you. Amonra St. Brown. Thank you. I'm just going to call him St. Brown from here on out. But uh, I think waiting as long as they did was was good. I, I don't think you need a, a Jamar Chase or Jalen Waddle type player right now. You don't need a true wide receiver one because that's going to come with time. The Lions aren't going to have a back end first round pick next year. So I think there's opportunities to get that quarterback and to get like a second round wide receiver. So as far as doing everything you can in the draft, I think the Lions maximized their takeaway. I think they did everything they could to set set the precedent that this is going to be a new a new standard this is a new team and like you guys said it's almost an expansion team it's the pieces have been laid for the future and i love that i'm excited to hear someone like grant mention that and a lot of other people around nfl twitter who aren't obviously blind fans they're just like covering the draft or whatever they were also really high on what the lions did so it seems like the consensus around football is that the Lions did a fantastic job, which definitely excites the hell out of me. And again, it excites me to hear Grant, who's not a Lions fan, say that as well. Grant made a quick note about like future draft picks and everything. Don't forget this either about the Lions, and specifically next year's draft. Two first-round picks. And also two first-round picks the next year as well, 2023. So... Four total first-rounders as of right now in the next two drafts. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I want to go to Mike now. I was going to save Mike until Mac, 
and that would be his time to shine. But I just got a quick question for Mike. Because very similar to Eli, he's he's a Lions critic. <laughs> I think that's pretty fair to say. Um, Mike is never afraid to crap on the Lions when he feels it's necessary. But Mike, your thoughts on what they did. I mean, does this at all give you a little bit of a changed mindset for the direction of the team going forward? Uh, it definitely does. I think it's very refreshing with this new regime because they just, they did all the right things. And like Eli said, I also have no complaints with this draft. I think they they nailed it on everything. I was shocked that Cincinnati didn't take Panay Sewell, but <laughs> I love it. You know, it's, it's, it's refreshing. They did, it, they did it the right way instead of picking, you know, some shiny uh, receiver or a quarterback or any of that, I think having good lines is very important to starting this rebuild. And Trenches. I'm excited. I mean, Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell, they're real guys. Like, they're not trying to hide anything from us. They're up front with us, and I love it. Yeah. I'd want to play for them. Oh. oh. <laughs> You're trying to bite off I'd some kneecaps. I'd want to bite off some kneecaps. <laughs> there we go, Mike. Well... If you ever achieve that dream, I would love to see Mike Bilica going after Mac Jones. <laughs> hey, Mike, I mean, if a guy like Mac with his body could make it to the NFL, anything's oh possible. Oh, for my. You. Hey. Oh, my. Oh, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, Mike, we'll save you for the Mac Jones talk. Thank you so much. <laughs> Lastly, on the Lions topic, Jay Horn. Jay, I don't have some cute question for you. Just, again... Go over your thoughts as well on what the Lions did this weekend and whether or not it gives you hope for the future of the team. I will first be say I'm not the biggest Lions fan, so I'll be out. Yeah, he's a yeah, he's a he's a Brady Bucks fan, yeah, that's right. Um, what's your um, thoughts um, on Kyle Trask? What's what's Skip Bayless saying that tweet? That's how I feel right now. <laughs> Skip Bayless tweeted and I said this to Jay when he tweeted it. Skip Bayless said Kyle Trask is in like an interesting pick or something like that. And then Skip said, and I quote, but I won't be a Bucks fan when Brady retires, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's it's going to be Jay. <laughs> but, um, no, I like the uh, Swell pick. I liked him a lot. I actually watched his highlights that same night because, like, I didn't really watch, like, his team play this year. Oregon. Yeah, I didn't watch Oregon. I haven't watched Oregon, like, close since, like, Mariota left. What? <laughs> yeah. Quack, Raiders quack. QB, Marcus Mariota? Yeah, Raiders backup yeah, quarterback. But no, he's great. And I, I kept seeing the um articles about him being like a generational talent, a Hall of Famer. Well, the for sure Hall of Famer in the draft, like no bias. So hopefully he's good. Um, Other than that, though, I think we did pretty good. I just want to know from now, where do we go with the quarterback thing? Because I don't really... I truly thought we were going to draft a quarterback. I, if we're being honest, I'm not going to lie to you. I think Ju- Justin Fields was on the list, I think, when um when we got our draft pick. Because he got – I don't know what pick Justin Fields went exactly. 11. 11. Yeah. So, I honestly thought we were going to get Justin – like Justin Fields. Not Mac, Mike. But Justin, I thought for sure. But I'm content. I like Brad Holmes. I like Dan Campbell. We got a couple of years, but I just once we find out who the quarterback or what's that house is gonna go, I'll be much more invested 
Well, regarding the quarterback situation, I mentioned this multiple times throughout the last two weeks, talking about the Lions and where they will go in the draft, or where they might go in the draft, I should say. Trading for Jared Goff wasn't an accident. It wasn't accidental that Jared Goff was in that Matthew Stafford trade. I think Brad Holmes really wants to give Jared Goff a shot here next season. Now, is he going to succeed with a wide receiver core of Tyra Williams, who Grant knows is going to probably get hurt eventually as he shakes his head yes in the call? Yes. <laughs> uh, Tyra Williams, Rashad Perriman, Quintez Cephas, and Amon St. Brown. It's tough to say yes. I don't know. Is there Quintez Cephas slander? I'm not on sl- the I'm, show. I'm not slandering him. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't, I don't know. That wide receiver core is not looking too hot. <laughs> but again, I think Brad Holmes wants to give Jared Goff a shot. Whether or not it will work, especially with that wide receiver core, we'll see. But but that O line though, the O line of the run game will help. That's that for sure. Watch out for DeAndre Swift this year. Not a bad idea to take him early in fantasy. If anyone cares to hear that little tidbit. I was looking specifically at Grant in the Google Me call. Might not be a bad idea to take DeAndre early, just saying. But, yeah. Jared Goff is going to get a shot here. We now know that for a fact by the Lions passing on Justin Fields. Which, by the way, I'm not a fan of him being in Chicago. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to facing him twice a season for the next few years. I love Justin Fields. It kind of sucks that he's a bear, but it's whatever. Um, it's whatever. The Packers are going to be bad. Shout out to them. Oh, boy. We'll talk about their draft in a second here and what's going on with them. Oh, boy. that's uh, This is Jeopardy. That's really interesting. Um, they are in Jeopardy. They are. Say. Ring that bell for me. Uh, thank you so much for that pun. That's great. Um, but, yeah. Again, Jared Goff will get a shot here. Whether or not it works, we'll see. And if it doesn't work, guess what? The Lions may have a top pick next year. So they can, <laughs> they could easily get their guy next year if they feel that he's there. Um, Sam Howell from UNC is the popular, way too early twenty twenty two draft pick for the Lions. Um, Spencer Rattler, the Oklahoma quarterback, um, a lot of people say that he'll be out. Um, he'll be out there for the choosing as well. Um, USC's quarterback, I've seen his name get thrown out there. Um, I think there's another, another guy from Houston, maybe. I don't know. But the moral of the story here, to bounce off what Jay was saying, Jared Goff will get a chance next year, and if it doesn't work, hey, you're going to have a lot of opportunities to get your franchise guy. That's what I've been saying throughout the past two weeks. But, yeah, I think we're all in agreement here that the Lions did a fantastic job and it definitely gives us a little bit of hope going forward for the direction of this team, which I never thought I'd say that (laughs) when Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia first got fired, but here we are, exciting times for three out of four of our teams. <laughs> when you hit rock bottom, there's only one way to go. Up. Unless you're the Tigers, you keep on going down. <laughs> you didn't have to say that. You didn't have to say that, Tony. Come on. You're, you're not wrong. You, you didn't have, have to, to say, say it. Oh. You hate to see it. We'll have plenty of time to talk about how bad the Tigers are this summer, too. That's going to be a joy. Boy, oh boy. But, We're going to have to do a lot of uh, random topic shows to avoid that. <laughs> oh, summer shows are going to be unlike no other. I mean, we got to go crazy this year because of last year being we off. We had so many plans, man. Yeah. Well, this year we still got a lot of plans. I mean, we're going to have the Blazing Wings, <laughs> the Blazing Wings Challenge. Um, 
We're gonna. <laughs> Grant's shaking his head. Grant's not gonna be able to do that from work. So we might have to figure out another idea. Maybe we'll, we'll pre record it and then post on Monday. Maybe. I'll just door dash it. At work? Yeah, I'll just get a sense of my work. They can pull up to the parking lot. I don't know if BWS is open at 10, but. For trash talk, they'll make an exception. <laughs> Grant is going to. I be... don't know if that's a good idea, Grant. I think we should do this on a day off. We all get together, we record it, and then Tony posts it on a Monday. Oh. And we need to, uh, you know, edit out all the. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That is true. Yeah. Someone's going to drop an F bomb. That's yeah. going to be me. It might not need to be live. It'll be me for sure. It's not going <laughs> to. It is not going to need to be live. Yeah, that can't be live. We'll pre-record and then post that on Monday, and that might be the smart, the smarter idea. We'll record it too. I'll record on my um on like a computer or a camera, so that'll be fun. It'll go on YouTube and Spotify and Apple Podcasts and all that good stuff. But we'll have a Blazing Wings show. Uh, Grant, I think, was the one who mentioned a bonfire show. That might not be a bad idea. That could be neat. We gotta do a Tigers game trash talk special. Yeah, that'll be fun. We got so many cool ideas for the summer, I can't wait. It's gonna be a lot of fun, and it's gonna be good to avoid talking about how bad the Tigers are. <laughs> but we will eventually note how awful and how bad the direction is of that team in weeks to come. But let's continue talking about the NFL draft, though, boys. The Lions had a good draft, I thought, and we all agreed to that as well. But there are also a lot of other teams that I thought did a really good job. You look at the Cleveland Browns, for example. That's a team I thought did really good. Greg Newsome, JOK, Anthony Swartz, the speedy wide receiver from Auburn. I thought the Browns did a fantastic job. They were the hometown team in the draft. And listen, I was high on Andrew Barry and Kevin Stefanski before a lot of other people. Boy, the Browns could be really, really good this year. That gives me some hope for the Lions, too. but And the Bills, too. The Bills are kind of Lions-esque and Browns-esque, too. And they're obviously a, a beast now. But, yeah. The Browns are going to be really good in 2021. They had a fantastic draft. I loved what the Jets did as well. Especially with their first four picks. You get at number two overall, who you hope is your franchise quarterback in Zach Wilson. And then your next three picks, you gave them help. You traded up to 14 to take Elijah Vera Tucker, the guard from USC that everyone likes. In the second round, Elijah Moore from Ole Miss. I love him. I think that's going to be a good fit. And then fourth round, Michael Carter, running back UNC. I love that. I love what the Jets did too. And again, I thought there were a lot of teams that after the draft that came away impressed with. Then you have the Vegas Raiders. <laughs> Who, uh, Grant... You're, you give non-biased line opinions, so I'm going to give you my non-biased Raiders opinion. I'm sorry, I hated what you did. <laughs> I hated what you did. In all rounds. I, well, the TCU safety I loved. I was hoping the Lions might get him. But the way they started it off was... Uh... Another reach, yeah. You, you, um, I was not expecting that, even though it's Mayock and Gruden. Alex Leatherwood at 17... Is something I never predicted in my life, but here we are. <laughs> and then the Raiders also took three safeties <laughs> and another defensive back. Oh. 
I don't know, man. I, oh, I don't know. I didn't know they took three safeties. Three safeties. And a DB. And a corner. Jesus. Yeah, they took... Uh, yeah, they love the safety room this year. I, Grant, it, the floor is yours, but... Oh. <laughs> Grant, the floor is yours. Talk about what your Raiders did. In, um, first things first. Um, zero skill positions drafted by the Raiders this year. Zero wide receiver, quarterback, running back, tight end, and you know what? I love it. I love where the offense. Oh! I don't love the game. I enjoy. I can see the team being successful with where the offense is right now. Um, for the record, Alex Leatherwood, the Raiders' seventeenth overall pick, was actually getting valued at twenty to twenty-two, um, as scouts were saying. Like there were a lot of teams eyeing him in the high twenties, so he actually was going first round. So I was kind of mistaken. I my initial gut reaction was, this is the dumbest thing ever. I can't believe we Cleveland Farrell this again. Um, I can't believe we Damon Arnetted this again. I can't believe we did this again. Um, and then to see that going into the next day with zero hope, zero faith in the front office, and actually getting the guy I wanted the Raiders to take first round in Tevin Morig. Um, I'll learn the correct pronunciation on that, but. I'm, that's what I'm going with right now. Um, I, I wanted offensive line help, and I wanted a safety, and I thought the first two days weren't really that bad. Um, I love Koontz out of Buffalo. Some are saying the best athlete to come out of Buffalo since the aforementioned Khalil Mack. Um, and then, I mean, when you get a linebacker named Divine Diablo, I don't really know how you can go wrong there. Like, that's just the coolest name I've ever heard. Um, I want to name my children that down the road. All of but them. No, Do you mean I, Diablo Richards? That sounds so cool. You could just go by, like, I don't even know. It doesn't matter. Um, no, I, I don't love taking three safeties, but when safety's been an issue literally since Charles Woodson left, I don't hate that. Um, I do... Uh-oh, we lost Grant. His power hits. Oh, do we lose me? All right. No, you're um, good. You're good now. We did lose you for a second. Please, yeah, these these garbage Meyer Air, AirPods, are, they last about an hour. So, oh. um, no, just I, I think it's better than expected, especially with that first-round pick of Leatherwood. I discredited very quickly. But I don't think this was as bad of a draft. I would have liked to see some more corners or linebackers instead of three safeties. But all in all, I give this like a B minus draft. I don't I don't think it's the worst one they've had. And I think there's more to be improved on than meets the eye in this pick and with these picks. Well, I mean Grant said he wanted offensive line and safety. Raiders for sure got that. <laughs> Especially safety. <laughs> Hey, man, I don't know. We've mentioned this multiple times with the Raiders. Hi, Michael. Go Steelers. How'd your Steelers do? Oh, they got Najee. Oh, he's, he's like, giving, like, a, eh, they did all right. I love the Najee pick. Yeah, run that football. <laughs> but, back, <laughs> what a show today. Back to the Raiders, though. I mean, we've mentioned this before. It's going to be a big year in Vegas, and if they don't win... Is going to be a lot of heat and a lot of question marks. Um, and especially after this draft, it's going to be interesting. I mean, Alex Leatherwood, I, 
I don't know. We'll see. If the Raiders really wanted an Alabama offensive lineman, they should have taken that big boy. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about, Eli? I've seen him, The yeah. big one? Yeah. <laughs> that, 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 that screamed Vegas Raiders. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that should have been their pick, if we're being honest here. But, hey, Alex Leatherwood... We'll see. We will definitely see. But again, it's going to be very interesting. I can't wait to see Gruden back on Monday Night Football. Man. Oh. It's going to be so, <laughs> it's gonna be so next week, Next year, man. I can't wait. Oh, I can't wait to see Gruden back. Jason. The return of the Gruden. Gruden's QB so, camp. Oh, Gruden's man. QB camp. What you saying? Jay said go Broncos. They had a good draft, too. I think. Oh, I'm, I'm so biased to Patrick Sergeant. I I'm so biased. Because <laughs> um, of his father. The Chargers had a good draft, too, I think. They did. I love, their Sean, I love their Sean Slater pick. Yeah. Man, that's tough, Grant. Yo, the AFC West got a lot better this weekend. Yes, Drew Locke. It, it, once we get rid of him, we're, we're green. Well, uh, once they get Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, there could be a certain top quarterback coming <laughs> by the name of Aaron Rodgers. I don't what. Grant, what's your thoughts on that? You're my football, you're one of my football guys here. You're one of my bigger football guys, I should say. I mean, what's your thoughts on that? Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers are, uh, they might be heading towards a divorce. I love to hear yeah, their it. their relationship is in jeopardy, as I said. Oh, ring the bell for me. Grant, what's your you, thoughts on uh, that? If you have the reigning league MVP threatening to go host Jeopardy... Retiring to go host Jeopardy. Again, you have made some critical, critical mistakes, and the Packers should be entirely embarrassed. I don't know how you're not, like, metaphorically kissing Aaron Rodgers' feet the moment he walks in. His feet? Any room. Metaphorically. Like, I don't know how you don't respect this guy more. You draft a quarterback last year instead of getting him more help. You draft what? What did they draft first round? Defense. Uh, Eric Stokes from Georgia, corner. Yeah. They're not even. They're acting like. I don't even know what they're acting like. It's disgusting. But Las Vegas will treat him right and treat him well. Oh, oh, that that took a turn I wasn't expecting. Your official pitch to Aaron Rodgers. Make your pitch right now to Aaron Rodgers. I know he's listening. Look, do you want to throw 80-yard bombs to Henry Ruggs on the first play of the game? Oh, I Because I know you can. Do you want Darren Waller? He's better than Tanyan. I mean, I don't know, man. If I was Aaron Rodgers, I would think very heavily. I mean, dude, it's Las Vegas. Like, do I have to say anything more? Aaron Rodgers in Vegas would be something. Yes! I think he'd rather go to Vegas than Denver, to be honest. I need him in Denver. No, you don't. Where would you rather live, Jay? We're talking about Aaron right now, okay? I I like to live in Southfield, if we're being honest. Like, he lives in Green Bay, man. He probably Wisconsin is a terrible state. I'm sorry. Now 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 the state of Wisconsin's gonna can, come uh, at me. Come on. We can rank states in a in a different summer show. Yeah. As long as <laughs> as long as no one trash talks. Write that down. <laughs> as long as no one here. As long as okay. no one trash talks Wyoming, we're good. I have a well, bad well, I have a bad story about Wyoming that we'll save for another day. <laughs> summer I show, Aaron, summer show. I need Aaron throwing bombs to KJ. You know that's my guy, Tony. I know that's your guy. I love KJ as well. I need that. Hey, a Broncos offense with Aaron Rodgers throwing to Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, Noah Fance. 
And we still got Melvin Gordon in the backfield, too. Ooh. I think they drafted a running back this year. And Javante well. Williams, a new draft pick. Pookie is his nickname. Yeah. Pookie Williams. Yeah. Man, Grant is punching the air Kareem Jackson is the speed. Grant, what's your thoughts on Pookie being in your division? Not too concerned. I saw the Broncos wasted Melvin Gordon. Oh. Um, so I'm not really concerned about the happenings of their offense. Um, but can we stop speaking Aaron Rodgers to Denver into existence, please? Like, I just – when that news comes through and the Raiders are once again probably the worst team in the AFC West, I don't like where my – Mindset goes. Like. Hey, with or without Aaron Rodgers, uh, I don't know. Oh, no, but... Tony. Come on, Tony. <laughs> the Raiders Tony. might be. Uh, oh, Tony. The Raiders Come might... on, they're going to win at least seven games. They always start like seven and four or something, and then they, you know, they're going to win seven games at least. That should be good enough for a third in the division, maybe. Ah. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know if the uh, Raiders are going to be a playoff team this year, but it'll be fascinating to see. You know who I think could be a playoff team, though? This will transition to our final topic of the day. Who could be a playoff oh, team? Oh, I know. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not joking about this either. I think they actually, they actually could make a bounce back. New England. They yeah. obviously spent a lot of free agency. And in the draft, first round, 15th overall, they had Mike... Who fell to them at 15? Mac Jones! <laughs> Mike, this segment is all yours. You were with Eli during the draft, during the first round. T- take me through a play-by-play, whether it's Eli or Mike. What was happening as Mac didn't go third overall, and as he kept on slipping and slipping and slipping, and what happened when he went to New England? Any one of you, what happened? I knew he was going to New England when he kept falling. I knew Belichick was going to pick him up. And the moment he did, I lost it because that is the perfect situation for a guy it? like Mac Jones. Oh, system QB paradise. It, it's you can't ask for it anymore with him. That's that's that had to be where he wanted to go. Well, that's what he said. There's no other place I wanted to be. Oh yeah, because he's gonna throw them six yard darts like Brady used to. Because he do. saw the last thing that happened when a uh, white. Unathletic, dad bod, unathletic quarterback went to Bill. <laughs> he saw what happened the last time it happened. <laughs> so are we saying Mac Jones, six-time Super Bowl champ in New England? I think so. Oh, oh if he if he if he wins one. one Super Bowl, oh my god, I'm moving can... to Alaska. Oh, <laughs> I think there's a very good chance they make the playoffs though, because what did they go seven and nine last year? I think so. With Cam in and out of the lineup with COVID, yeah, man, you have Mac. Well, I think I don't know Cam. Cam's still probably gonna start. Yeah, Cam's the day one starter, but Cam. uh, I know Jay was saying that's his guy. I I I don't know about that, Jay. I think Mac. Probably a couple weeks in, Mac is gonna get the job. A couple weeks. A couple weeks in, Jeez. I think Mac. Is a couple good. weeks. A couple weeks. I mean, Cam no. could get injured. Honestly, honestly, I'm I'm gonna be unbiased here, and I, if I ever get famous, Cam, this is no. I think Cam's done. Oh no! Oh. No, not. Because, man, just just think of just look at the dynamic of what happened, man. Like, I it, mean, they it, were good. It, they were good when he was in the lineup. Oh, he's out of here. 
Oh, Grant left. He has to go back to work. That's it right. just makes sense <laughs> that Mac Jones is that's his team. Cam can like fight for the spot, but Cam's either next year, or this year, he's gone anyway. So yeah, I mean that's Mac's teams for the future. I mean they were. De- we got to be honest. They were decent when Cam was healthy. They were decent. They were above. They started the season. They, sure. they were one play away from starting the season like three and zero. I think that team didn't have any. That, you saw the Seagulls game when he got stuck at the one yard line. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah terrible play calling, but yeah. I mean, Q- QB sneak with Cam. It was so ridiculous. <laughs> it usually works. I mean, okay, no, I give a shout out to someone in the Patriots organization. No! Yes, no, 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 yes, no, 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 we're done here. We're done. Sit up straight, Maddie. Oh boy. <laughs> Stop slouching. Oh boy. Great. <laughs> but Mike, you're you're enjoying Mac in his new home? It's a perfect situation. I can't ask for any more. It's gonna be fun. New England was your top choice for him. Um yeah. I mean, I wanted to see him go, like, third overall because that would have been cool, but New England's a better situation for him. When you saw the Bears traded up, what was going through your head? Oh, I knew they were taking Justin Fields. Okay. He's a little part of me was hoping they would take Mac. Oh, I was yeah. on the floor begging that they take <laughs> Mac. You kidding me? So we could face them twice a year. Facing oh, Mac yeah, twice yeah. a year instead of Justin Fields? Yeah. But we I all... told Eli, I'm like, we might have to get tickets to the game. When the Bears come. Yeah, have fun. I'm not going. <laughs> no, if they got Mac. I'm going with Mike. Oh, if they got Mac. If they got Mac, we would for sure have to go. Well, the next time New England comes, it's not going to be for a while. But if Mac is still there, there you go. I hope the assistant to the head coach is still there. <laughs> would you stop it? I'm going to turn, your, I'm going to turn your mic off if you keep talking. You're going to get your mic turned off if you keep on. You yapping. are going to turn off his pipe bomb. Oh, to some people, this is a microphone, but to me, it's a pipe bomb. <laughs> We're done here. I'm leaving. This was fun. Okay. Yeah, goodbye, everybody. Thanks for ending the, ending the show. Dwight Schrute, assistant to oh. the regional manager. <laughs> Ring that bell for me to end the show. Yeah, thank you. Mike is thrusting his middle finger. The Grant left. He's back at work. Jay's camera's off. Good way to end the show. It was fun. Round of applause. I thought this was a very fun program. Yay. Mike is showing his background of Mac with Roger in his New Jersey. Look at the smile on Mac's face. Do that walk. It was Vince McMahon. Yeah. Yeah. No chance. Okay. I'm out of here. Keep it locked in. This is 88.3 FM WXOU. And this is Trash Talk with Tony Browski signing off.